0: So we have a guest with us today, and um, I'm very happy to to welcome Max Barclay, who is one of our clients that we've worked with for many, many years. So I um, I can say many things about Max, but I might actually give him the opportunity to say a few things about himself before we dive into to the questions we have.
1: Thank you, Pia. Well, my name is Max. I'm um, almost 50 years old, uh, been working in the real estate industry for um, 21 years in many many different positions um, but mainly as a leader and a builder of business
0: wonderful and we um i mean the topic bart that we decided to address today is is again one of those really big topics do you want to say a few things about it
2: so the last last conversation we had a few weeks ago was about coaching and we um I think we, we, the topic we chose today is, is quite a nice follow-on from that. and Actually, the one before that was feedback. So this one fits quite nicely with that, in that range, feedback coaching. So this one is about motivation. So how do we motivate people? Um, let's start with that question, Max, to you first, and maybe we comment after. It's like, what's important in motivating people?
1: Wow, it's, um, it's a big question um, that you probably can talk about for hours and hours. But... You know, to, to highlight what I maybe think is, is the most important part is to know the person that you are motivating, to listen to that person, and to understand what motivates that individual, um, because it's, it's very personal. I think there are very few general things that motivate everybody. I think um, for, from a leader perspective, it's very important to listen and understand the person you are motivating and adopt your way of working with that person to to motivate him or her. Mm. I think it's important to put aside your um, presumptions on motivation uh, because they generate from yourself and from your own experience. And that doesn't mean that the person you're going to motivate has the same kind of experience or, or, or things that motivate him or her. So I think, um, you know, trying to put yourself aside and, and really focus on the person or the team uh, in question and, and see what is important for them. Um, then I think it's also another part that I think is important when it comes to motivation is to be um, maybe as a leader, slightly street smart. Uh, to think about how you build motivation over time and not only as a one-timer. You have to think about the long-term goals with these people and this team and, and where they are heading. And, and as with everything, uh, when it comes to training or exercise or you know, other goals that you, you set up in life, you need to um, eat the elephant in, in small parts and not in one, one piece. So I think that, um, you know, Think a little bit tactical and a little bit street smart, and and build motivation over time, and not only as a one timer.
0: Mm. Do, do you have an example? Can can you think of somebody where you helped him or her to sort of cut the elephant into pieces to, you know, perhaps you know coach or or or, or lead them through something to sustain or or awake their inner motivation
1: yeah i'm 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 thinking of the challenge, and this is probably a challenge for for all leaders. you as a leader, you are quite often you lead people from other generations than your own, and there is always independent on which generation you look at, there is always differences between the generations and how you motivate and how you look at career and what is important in life and things like this connected to how we have been been brought up and so on. And I think that one thing that I feel with the younger generation, if I put it like that, is that they want to do so much in such a short period of time. So one thing that I'm, I'm thinking of is that I'm really trying to get the younger generation to be a little bit, um, to, to have a little bit of, um, um, to make time to build a career and not to do everything at the same time and and that's part of the the motivation to to actually not achieve all goals here and now but to see it more like a marathon rather than a 100 meter uh, race
0: mm. yeah yeah
2: yeah i am um, just um something about knowing people so you're you're saying at the beginning you said well it's important to know the people you're Trying to motivate, right? The people in your team. Mm. It maybe think about how important it is for those people to know themselves.
1: So um, well, it's it's you, hard to get to know someone that doesn't know him, him or herself.
2: Yeah, so, and I, in particular, you know, if you if you don't know yourself what motivates you, it's quite difficult for a leader to help that person motivate themselves.
1: Mm, no, I, I totally agree. But but I think it's um, you know, to To understand what motivates someone, you know, in in a question, you you can answer what motivates you, you can answer quite superficial. uh, And that's not what you want to get into. You want to get deeper underneath the skin of someone and understand what really motivates them. What is important for you when it comes to safety, security, uh, continuance, uh, um, credibility? Uh, You know all these things that that lie underneath, um, and really understand um, what kind of feedback do you want, what kind of reimbursement do you like, what kind of um, what 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 things motivate you, and what is important for you. In in order to put your finger on that, you really need to understand where a person is coming from, and and uh, where they are heading because uh, underneath that lies the, the triggers to what what motivates us all i guess
0: so what comes to me here is uh, so when you talk about the different uh, sort of underlying needs if you like uh, it's almost like maslow's hierarchy of needs so so you look at you know where where is a person in his or her life cycle mm. so you talk about generations mm. so of course it's different to be 25 and and compared to being 55 in terms Mm. of where your needs are i guess and and then of course bart we we talk a lot about values and the values connected to different stages of life was this i suppose we would use the word psychological development you know looking at different levels of consciousness if you like Mm. and the connection there between motivation and uh, values Mm. yeah
2: and so so it's important for individual people to know their own personal values so that they align their work and their life with those values and then for leaders to tap into those and to know those personal values of the people you lead Mm. and help people support people align their lives and in particular their work lives of course with those personal values
0: i uh, i had an interesting question the the other day from um, from another client who he's also working with max and he asked me how do we make sure we get the most out of every single individual? Their strengths. How how do we do that? So this is this is the owner of uh, or the majority owner of, of this client of ours, and he wrote it down. So I will have that question again and again and again. I know that because that's mm. how he works. <laughs> how but do? We, what's the answer uh, to that?
1: But I think it's an extremely important question, and, and I can't come to any other conclusion than it's to keep people happy. Mm. because people that are happy it's very hard to be happy if you don't feel secure it's it's very hard to to be happy if you don't feel appreciated it's very hard to feel happy if you don't feel that you get what you deserve so to say in all you know in a, in a broad sense and i think that you know if if people are happy they are working with things they like that interest them that they have a passion for and they get the feedback the uh, um the the reimbursement all these things that they feel that they deserve and then you feel happy you're focused on the right things and and um, then you're probably you know get everything out of that person that uh, that that person can contribute with Um, I was thinking about your question, Pia, about the example, and and I was actually thinking about one, and that is, you know, in my generation, one of the goals that many people have had is to become a a leader, to become a a manager of some sort. And it it would be very strange if everybody was a good manager, because we are good at different things. And I've come across quite a lot of people who I think is, is not very good at managing, but they are good at other things. But their their inheritance and their upbringing has led them to a conclusion and not knowing themselves good enough that I would like to be a manager because that's my long-term goal. So they stop doing the things that they like. They stop doing the things that they are passionate about, about. They stop doing the things that they are good at and they become a manager instead which is not in, in their nature or, or in their talent spectrum, so to say. And, and that is a very hard challenge um, to, to kind of talk about that and get the insight that, you know, I am best off doing what I really like and, and what I am I, passionate about. And it, it might not be being a manager or MD or, uh, you know, something that might be seen from the outside as prestigious more prestigious than, than being something else. That is a, a big challenge, I think, when it comes to motivating people. To, to, and, and once again, back to you, Bart, to, to get them to understand uh, themselves uh, and, and what makes them happy. And um, you mentioned feedback, and I, I guess that's, it.
2: that's uh, a question I've, I have for you, is how can you... How do you use feedback to motivate people?
1: I always try to do positive feedback uh, in, in and around more people than the one that is getting it. So in, in, uh, in a public space, more or less, uh, because the effect is so much greater when you get a, a hand on your shoulder saying that you, you did well, uh, and, and that is seen by, by, by other people as well. Uh, You have to do both, but but, uh, in general, I would say that positive feedback should be given in in a group and always try to have the negative feedback between four eyes and and do it honestly and and, uh, with a a good intent. Uh, I think it's it's extremely important when it comes to feedback to be constructive, uh, both with the positive and the negative feedback. But to have an idea what I want to achieve with this f- feedback that I'm giving, uh, because to to tell someone that they have two big feet uh, is is not very constructive. It's not something you can do anything about. But I, I think feedback and verbal feedback is one of the most powerful tools when it comes to leadership and motivation. Mm. Once again, back to knowing the people that you're motivating, I think it's important to know the people that you're giving feedback to as well, because some people are very bad at receiving positive feedback. Pia didn't mention the name, but she mentioned the person. Um, He's an example of that. Uh, Some people are very good at receiving negative feedback, and some people are not. And and you have to um, differentiate your feedback depending on on who is getting it. Some people are, are you know very sensitive uh, towards uh, personal feedback uh, about faults and negative things. Some people love it because it's a way to for them to develop. And and you have to um, you know do that individually uh, and and adopt it to in accordance to the person that you're talking to.
0: So can you? Um... Can you also throw some light on uh, external motivators like financial rewards or incentive programs? You know, this school around, uh, I can't remember the amount part anymore because it's probably changed, but there's some research showing that there is a limit to, uh, there's a baseline for for your financial reward and uh, anything above that baseline is not going to motivate you. But still, we spend a lot of resources and thinking about the perfect incentive program in terms of profit sharing or partnerships or base salaries. What's your experience when it comes to this and motivation?
1: No, but I have the the same kind of experience that you are describing. I think we spend so much time on the financial packages for the senior people where it actually doesn't matter that much because they are at the level where they are financially secure and they have their home and they have done their the things that they want to do and, and they are well off, so to say. And I think we spend or I spend way too little time to think about the packages to the more junior people where it actually um, is is much, much more important if you're in, in early stages of your life and you haven't bought your apartment yet or whatever it is. So I, I think that there is an imbalance there. Um, you, you spend time or I spend time on on the wrong things. Then I think that that when it comes to the the fixed salary, uh, I think that you know it's it's there is a market element here. There is a, a market perception on on what is market level of of, of fixed salaries, and I think that you, you need to. Think about what kind of company, what kind of organization you're building and, and if you should be in the lower tier or middle tier or, or upper tier and, and adopt to that and always follow the market because these things change over time. When it comes to the the moving parts, the bonuses and, and things like this... Um, I have worked with, with managing people for 20 years and, and so far I haven't seen the, the the bonus system that actually works where you get what you want to get out of it um, because they are not connected to what you do on a daily basis. They are often um, too far away from, from daily work. Um, they are um, not sharp enough. Um, they are not detailed enough. Um, and um, people have a hard time to understand them. And, and therefore, I think we spend a lot of money on them. Uh, we spend a lot of time on them and a lot of effort. But I, I am very, very... I'm, I'm thinking a lot of if you actually get out uh, what you want from it.
2: Mm.
1: I think uh, we should
2: leave it at that. Um, I've got lots more questions for you, Max. Uh, but as Pia said, we'll uh, uh, we'll... we'll We'll have some more time perhaps to together on this, but we promise to not take more of your time than we have now. So that's it. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Max. Thank you. Yesterday, we had uh, Max Barkley here to uh, talk to us about motivation. And we thought we would give some some of our thoughts on, on motivation as well uh, and the way we, I suppose we would normally approach it from uh, from a couple of frameworks that we think are pretty useful.
2: Yeah, so um, so I think one thing we talked about yesterday was the importance of feedback in um, in motivation, using feedback to motivate people. And, uh, and Max commented on that. Uh, the question we didn't get to ask was the connection between coaching and feedback. So how can we use coaching to motivate people? I think that's probably something that we should comment on. So, um, um, if we use the right uh, coaching approach to um, to working with people, leadership approach to coaching people, then uh, we will motivate people. So we um, we have for many years we worked with a model called situational leadership or the skill will matrix, as it's sometimes referred to. And essentially, very, very, um, uh, very important is to use the right approach in your coaching based on where somebody is in terms of their um, their readiness for a project or a piece of work or a task. And so, so to, to use the right approach. So, for example, if you are working with somebody that um, has a lot of experience and you start explaining exactly how you want it to be done, they will get very demotivated very quickly. So somebody with a lot of experience, you allow them to get on with it, for example, right? So um, I think, you know, we, we won't go into a huge amount of detail. People can obviously look it up. Um, but um, I think that's important to look at the connection between coaching, how do we lead people um, in um, how do we coach people? and and, and and the connection to motivation.
0: So something to um, to stress there is, and a pretty common trap to fall into, is that we we look at a person or or a manager that we might be leading, and we don't look at situations. So so remembering that every situation is unique to somebody's uh, competence level or level of motivation. So it's not about the person you always lead a person in the same way. It's a situation the person is in that will be um, relevant to how, how you're going to coach somebody. So in one situation, you might be very detailed. Uh, and in another situation, you, you delegate, delegate completely and it's the same person. So that's uh, I think that's a common trap to fall into sometimes. Or the fact that you you as a leader have a preferred style. I can't, I can't remember who was that. Was a client of mine I was talking to, and, and she she identified herself as aI'm a delegating leader that's my style so if you want to work with me, get used to the fact that I'm delegating um, and of course, in that I mean that's not very situational uh, you if you want to support the people you're leading you you need to adapt your style rather than the other way around
2: yeah, exactly yeah. So, in other words, we might have a preference for a certain leadership style. I.e., I, I I like delegating, so get used to it. But sometimes delegation is not the right leadership style uh, for some people. So, if somebody has never done a job before and you delegate to them, that's also very demotivating because people will have absolutely no idea what to do.
0: There's something here about the right level of challenge and the right level of support, and being aware of of that. Uh, looking at the situation, the person, the the task or the project, um, and anything else that's relevant. Another Max talked quite a lot about purpose, I think. so he's he he mentioned it in a way that he was saying, you need to know the person you're motivating, or you need to understand who's who you have, who you have opposite you so that you can meet them where they are and understand what motivates them. When when we have talked about motivation, also in the past, we very often refer to Daniel Pink and his work, and he talks about three three parts of um, or three components that are relevant for inner motivation, intrinsic motivation, where purpose is one. Um, so so to say a few things about that, I suppose purpose to understand you know why are you doing something? It's it's a bigger question of the why, and, and the purpose can be connected to your own values. So why you're doing something might be anchored in your own values, but if you look at it from a corporate perspective, it might be understanding my contribution in relation to uh, the objectives or the purpose or the goals of the organization. To get that very clearly linked and get some you know, coaching on that from from your leader.
2: And then uh, the uh, so there's three parts, right, to the to Daniel Pink's uh, theories. Um, or work around motivation. By the way, the book is called Drive. right The second part is autonomy, so allowing people to get on with it uh, if they have the experience. So don't get in the way. Don't micromanage. So it's a very strong connection, I think, with situational leadership.
0: I think it's about and the
2: third part. Yeah,
0: uh, but you say I think that is about. You know, you never tell people how to do something. So you allow that. That's where the autonomy comes in. So it's not the same as reinventing the wheel every time, but there's some kind of freedom. Yeah. the, The last one is it's mastery, isn't it? So it's, it's the idea that we are naturally pretty good at something. And if you strengthen your talents and if you allow yourself to be really good at something that you're perhaps already good at, that is motivating in itself.
2: So this is uh, related to the, what's his name again? Marcus Buckingham, you know, working on your strengths rather than trying to fix weaknesses. So if you're good at something, get become mastery or develop mastery at it, becoming excellent at it. Uh, And that's different from perfection, by the way. Mastery is very different from perfection uh, because perfection is something that you should never strive for because it creates a lot of stress. But mastery is achieving something that is... um, Beyond skill or beyond being just good at something, it's very, very good uh, without being perfect and then you when you master something you you enjoy it so much as well, and that's where it becomes very motivating.
0: There's something around effortless that comes to my mind when you say mastery. Mm-hmm. So when you master something, you're very good without having to to it doesn't cost you too much energy,
2: so yeah, so those are the probably the the few things we want to say right we should probably not talk too long so we have two additional points mentioned here in addition to everything we talked about with max yesterday so one is the connection between motivation and coaching via a model called situation leadership and the other one is um, daniel pink three aspects to motivation purpose autonomy and mastery